Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. While a lot of people write about the Advent and prepare pinworthy posts about preparing for the holidays, no one seems to say much about the holiday blues. But the blues can strike anyone at any time. They often pounce when sunlight is scarce, and it just seems impossible to cram everything into each day. I don't claim to have any counseling credentials, just common sense and first-hand experience of what moderate depression feels like. If you feel suicidal or as if the world would be better off without you, please march yourself to a phone and call a suicide hotline or call a counselor or a psychiatrist. Don't put it off a second longer, please. But I do know how to battle the blues. As the confidant of friends working through depression issues, I've done what I usually do when I feel inadequate or overwhelmed by something I don't understand. I research and read. I've read anecdotal books about depression, such as Get Out of That Pit by Beth Moore and Fully Alive by Ken Davis, as well as more academic tomes, such as Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy by David D. Burns, M.D., and Hope Prevails by Dr. Michelle Bankston. I'll leave links to those books in the show notes. I've discovered that the mind can act as a powerful weapon, either against us, making us depressed, or for us, by changing our thought patterns. Dr. Burns actually cites studies done by independent researchers, which show how bibliotherapy, which is the self-study of a good book on depression, can be as effective as talk therapy and or medications. Once again, it all depends on a person's level of depression and the root causes. Both Dr. Burns and the other authors I've read agree that a person can use his or her mind to assist with recovery from depression. Depending on your level of depression and its root causes, you may benefit from taking antidepressant. If you can't shake your persistent blues, please visit a doctor or counselor for a complete evaluation. Another way to look at the first line of defense against the holiday blues and depression in general is to think of your mind as a bookshelf hanging over the mantel in your house. You know, one of those simple boards with a bracket or two underneath it. We all have free will to put any books we want on the shelves and to take them down and read them whenever we want. Now, think of the experiences in your life as book titles. Hard experiences might have long titles and thick spines such as The Time My Husband Had Cancer and I Gained 50 Pounds. Other books may be slim with shorter titles, such as Summer Vacation with the Family. Remember, you get to decide what goes on the shelf, and the shelf can only hold so many books. Sometimes our shelf gets cluttered with books about doubt and fear and all the negative things happening in our lives. Our mind becomes fascinated with these books and stops to read the titles. As we read the titles, We imagine the scenarios on the pages within. I've been known to pull down the book titled, Anita Has No Friends, and read myself into the dumps. Sometimes I pull down the book, Anita Can't Teach, and worry myself sick from reliving my mistakes. Once I start reading those titles, 
it's easy to grab. Anita ate too much and doesn't exercise enough, and Anita's going to gain weight, and this will be a horrible holiday. When this happens, I find myself with a full-fledged case of the blues, or even worse, the blues' older, meaner sibling, depression. To remedy the situation, I have to clean out my bookshelf. I start by grabbing the book that should have center space at all times. The book at the center of my shelf will get the most notice. Unfortunately, the Bible often gets pushed aside when I'm feeling down. But I've learned to turn to the Psalms when I start feeling blue. I can always relate to something in the Psalms. The books of John and Luke are also great places to start, especially during the Christmas season. These five hacks for holiday spiritual self-care come straight from the sons of Korah in Psalms 42 and 43. They highlight a five-step action plan for battling holiday blues. I'll read the two Psalms for you. Psalms 42 As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. Well, people say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me, Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Psalm 43 Vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Hack number one, desire God. Psalms 42, 1-3. through three. As I fix my eyes on God, I find that some of those nasty titles slip off the shelf naturally. After all, my mental bookshelf has no bookends. Sometimes I grab one of the books off the floor and read the titles again. But I have a choice. I can toss them or put them on the end of the shelf but I don't allow myself to put them in the middle of the shelf where they grab my attention throughout the day. Hack number two. When you start having negative thoughts, Psalms 42, four, 
Fix your eyes on God, Psalms 42.5. This element is so important, it's repeated three times in the passage. Don't let your eyes stray to the books on your shelf that talk about the negative things you've done in your life or the negative things people have done to you. Instead, listen to an uplifting song. Pull up your YouVersion Bible app and read the verse of the day. Phone a friend and ask for prayers. Do something positive to avoid the negative. Hack number three. It's okay to have angry, sad thoughts, but counteract them as soon as possible. We find this in Psalm 42, verses 9 and 10. Many of the Psalms are laments to God. They use strong language and sound like the written equivalent of shaking one's fist at the Almighty. God can handle our anger, pain, and resentment. He doesn't mind our questions. Rail away. But don't stay there. Move on to hack number four. Hack number four, list God's wondrous works to counteract negative thoughts. Psalm 42, 6-8. When you start listing God's wondrous works, you fill your shelf with new titles. This narrows down the space for negative books. When I do this, I discover more and more titles popping up on my shelf, things like my 1,000 Gifts Journal, or photo books of all the amazing birds and animals I've seen. Consider the platypus. What a wondrous act of God, eh? They're the only mammal that lays eggs. They have big duck bills, and under black light, they have an electric blue biofluorescence. How wondrous is that? Hack number five, praise God. Psalms 43, three to four. Keep a journal, a real one, where you list gifts from God and praise him for both the mighty and the mundane. When you fill your bookshelf with positive titles from the middle out, books will start falling off the edges. After all, this is an open bookshelf with nothing to keep books on it. So this holiday season, know that you are not alone, especially with the pandemic restrictions, financial worries, and a year that no one could have ever imagined. It would be easy to slip into the blues. Here's one bonus hack to help you this holiday. Do something for someone else. It's amazing how reaching out to someone can also lift our own spirits and take our mind off the negative books on our mental bookshelf. I'll leave a link in the show notes that has ideas for helping a caregiver this Christmas. Use the power of your mind to fit every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of a life shaped by Christ. That comes from 2 Corinthians 10.5 in the message. So don't forget these hacks if you start to feel blue this holiday. Hack number one, desire God. Hack number two, fix your eyes on God. Hack number three, lament. Hack number four, list God's wondrous works. Hack number five, praise God. And if you can, help someone in need as the icing on the cake. Come back next week when I talk about why I quit setting New Year's resolutions. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.